On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Monday, October 25th, Ian Cameron. Alex B. Smith, and we should have Andrew McGinnis, Jimmy Murphy momentarily as well, ready to break down the Monday uh, NHL card. Uh, excited to uh, talk about the uh, slate. A new week beginning, seven games on tap. Let's get right to it. We'll start with the Dallas Stars taking on uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. We've got Dallas minus 130, uh, road favorites, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under in this game. Uh, Dallas Stars have gone under the total in every single game they've played this year. Perfect 5-0 and to the under. Uh, a three and two start to the year for them. They are off back to back victories against Pittsburgh and LA this week, and they have not played since that Friday night victory against the uh, LA Kings. So a little bit of a nice couple of days off for Dallas here going into this game. Uh, Columbus, on the other hand, they lose five one uh, on Saturday night against Carolina. Uh, before that, they beat the Islanders in overtime. It's been actually a decent start for Columbus, a winning three and two uh, record uh, to begin the year. Uh, the two losses being against Detroit. Uh, and, of course, the aforementioned Carolina game. You know, when you look at both of these teams, Dallas is certainly one with a conservative, lower-scoring approach. They haven't exactly lit up the scoreboard in any of their games, but they've had solid defensive play, solid enough goaltending. Uh, Columbus uh, is one of those teams that some nights offensively it's there for them, although one of those was skewed by that bad Arizona team where they lit them up for eight goals, and then some nights they've struggled a bit offensively. I think in this game with both of the way, the way these two teams kind of want to play and with how Jekyll and Hyde they've been, particularly in terms of early season goal-scoring production, I'd probably lean to the under uh, in this game at 5.5 if I were to get involved, and I'd lean Dallas from a side perspective. I still think they're a little bit better than Columbus, and I've been looking to bet against and fade the Stars at times, but I certainly would... Uh, favor them a little bit here still the better i think overall team top to bottom depth wise as well and certainly not a bad scheduling spot they get a nice full two days off since their last game so right now the lean for me dallas and the under uh, in this game but i don't know if i'll bet either one uh, alex what are your thoughts here stars jackets i actually like uh columbus in the spot plus a dollar ten i'm not gonna i'm take play it safe with the regular money line not go right in uh regulation because of the fact that these two teams do play kind of tight and the offenses can spurt a little bit might be you know again we see go to ot so possibly even to lean toward the draw maybe you can bet that live and i think columbus he said they're playing well right now at home and sometimes you know early in the season with a couple of days off a team might be able to get caught up uh, you know, in a spot where they could probably drop a game or two. Even though looking at Braden Holt, these numbers against Columbus over the years, 15-8-2 with a 2.55 goals against, 9-16-7% and two shutouts, uh, most of that coming with his time in Washington. This is a Dallas team. Like I said, I'm still not really sold on them as far as, like I said, getting their offense consistently going. 
and, and that just feel like this is a spot where Columbus, you know, being at home helps them out a, a lot more. If this was the, the other way around, I would just be off the skin altogether. But I think Columbus, like I said, keeping the, you know, things kind of rolling a little bit. They know they're playing a little bit higher than, than they expected to. Uh, so I think they expect that rolling. I like them plus a dollar too. All right, liking Columbus here a bit in this one. We've got uh, Andrew McGinnis and Jimmy Murphy are with us now as well. Andrew, welcome in. What do you think of Dallas-Columbus here? Hey, what's up, guys? Good to be here. Uh, this is a game I don't really have a big play on. Uh, if I was playing this game, looking towards the home dog, uh, I'm not going to lay a number like this on Dallas on the road. Uh, you know, something interesting with this Dallas team is every game they play in seems to be a close game. Yep. They can't blow any team out or they won't get blown out themselves. Yep. And in a situation like that, I'll take the home team. You know, I'll take a team with a good goaltender, a little bit of confidence, and, uh, you know, not really a game that sticks out to me off the board, though, guys, that I'm in love with. But if I was playing it, uh, give me the give me the dog price here. Braden Holpe, don't look now. He's a top-five goalie and goal saved above average, the advanced metric uh, statistic, which is means that the goalies are saving a bunch of high-quality, high-danger chances, and they're doing good against those type of shots, those type of opportunities. You wouldn't think Braden Holpe top-five. Now, small sample size. We're still only a couple weeks in, but still, he's played very well for Dallas, and that's been a, a welcome sight. Uh, for the stars. Uh, speaking of a welcome site, because we didn't see him all weekend, uh, Jimmy Murphy, he's a welcome site. Well, my... uh, we welcome him into the show. Jimmy, what do you think here of this game tonight? Dallas Columbus. I'll let you know. You'll be able to see me in a second. I'm just fixing something here. But as as I do, I will tell you what I think of this game. I love the under in this game. You brought up Holpe there. He, he's been sensational for them. We've discussed this before. Uh, like I said, I thought it would have been a great pickup for the Bruins here in Boston. But uh, I love the under in this, and that's what I'm going to do. I, I don't have a real good, strong feel on the side so i'll go with the over under and take that under yeah a couple people in our chat mentioning the draw i wouldn't talk you out of that i mean with the way these teams have played tight games especially dallas uh there's definitely uh i wouldn't uh, say that's a bad way to go by any stretch of the imagination here in this game and merzlikens and holpe the two goalies both have been playing well uh next up calgary flames new york rangers uh the new york rangers minus 135 home favorites five and a half the total here shaded to the under it, a little bit concerned, you know, the first game home off a little bit of a roadie for the New York Rangers, uh, a pretty successful road trip. Uh, obviously, that goes without saying for the uh, Rangers, an uh, outstanding road trip. In fact, winning at Montreal, winning at Toronto, winning at Nashville, coming back late in the third period to beat Ottawa. So you do worry about the little bit of a, you know, back home factor. Uh, but I find that early in the season, those home games off a road trip, those spots aren't as bad as they are later in the year. I'm still personally interested here in the Rangers a little bit. Small bet. I mean, you are asking to lay the, uh, my buck 35 with the Rangers, but I've been riding the Rangers a bunch. I'm kind of disappointed I stayed off the Ottawa game, but let's keep in mind that Ottawa game wasn't looking good for them early. Uh, but nevertheless, I took them against Nashville uh, you know, and a couple of other spots lately. So we've gotten back on the uh, bandwagon here, if you will, with backing this Rangers team. I've been very impressed with their goaltending, especially from Shesterkin, uh, who you're going to see in net tonight. Talk about a goalie that's top five in a lot of the advanced goal, uh, metrics for goalies. He's in that conversation right now, uh, Igor Shesterkin, and he has been very good uh, for the uh, New York Rangers. I've been impressed, too, with the way uh, you know a lot of their top six forwards have played well. Uh, their blue line looks really solid uh, from what I've seen so far out of them. You know, Keandre Miller. And a lot of their younger blue liners really, of course, Adam Fox goes without saying, but I've been impressed. That's a defensive minded Rangers team, the way they played on that road trip. Uh, Gerard Gallant, you figured he'd be the guy to fix what ailed them on the back end. And so far they are doing that at this point in time. So 
Yeah, it's a moderate price. It's not a bargain, but small bet for me. Not best bet, but small bet. New York Rangers minus 135 tonight. Alex, what do you think here? Flames Rangers. Yeah, I'm staying away from this one because I, if I would lean toward the Rangers, but also I you know, don't want regulation here. I think this game might actually look to, you know closer for a draw than uh, what we mentioned with Dallas and Columbus, except they're coming off of a road trip. Sometimes that could be mean a slower start. Uh, they're also, it's interesting, you've got a team that's on a four-game streak in the first period over to Calgary, but it's a team with a six-game uh, under streak in the first period in the Rangers. So that'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in the first period of this game, and maybe you can make a, something in-game uh, moving forward from that. But this is probably one that I'm just going to stay away from altogether. By the way, a chance that we see Capo Caco returning tonight for the New York Rangers as well. Uh, Gerard Gallant saying there's a chance that he returns to the lineup tonight. Obviously, be a nice little boost if that's the case. Uh, Andrew, anything here? Calgary, New York. Yeah, I'm actually I'm involved in this game, and you know it's funny because these are two teams that I, first of all I think I'm going to be betting a lot of unders with this season, especially New York and and Calgary's a team that I'm looking to fade this season. But guys. This is a really weird game as far as travel for both teams. You know, I, I've never really seen it like this, what happened with New York, but Montreal, Toronto, and then screw going right to Ottawa. Let's go to Nashville real quick, go catch a concert, and then go back to Ottawa again and then head home. I mean, weird schedule making. You got to think it's kind of weird. They're on their Eastern Canadian road trip, and then they have to go to Nashville and then come back. I mean, I was Super. talking to I think someone it's totally somewhere. asinine. It was scheduled yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. I was th- talking to someone earlier today about just the mess it is for these schedule makers. And, and I know they definitely have some type of, uh, you know, algorithm and stuff that they use, but there's always different, um, you know, venues, double bookings. You have to make sure this team's playing here, this team. You know, it's definitely a lot. And, and I, I noticed a lot in my handicapping and Calgary, too, two straight games on the road, Washington and Detroit. Uh, one game was a close one against the Capitals. The next one, they dominated against Detroit. You have to think they're feeling pretty good about themselves. A team that I don't think is very good, besides a little bit of their top line. I'm actually on the over here. Uh, I think that New York's feeling good after they had that game against uh, Ottawa that they shouldn't have won. Um, you know, I, I think call call uh, embellishment penalties in the second period. Don't call an embellishment penalty that will solve a game, that will decide a game. Uh, and then Matt Murray getting kicked out or, or, or move, removed from the game. Um, Chris Kreider, you and I talked about it, Ian. I don't like the guy. Dirty. Uh, look back at what he did to Carey Price a few years back. I'll never forget that. Um, I think they're, you know, you got to feel good after in the end of the game, end of your road trip. You put some, some goals together and come back and win that game. Half unit first period over, half unit full game over five and a half for me. All right. Like in the uh, first period full game over here. Jimmy, what do you like? Calgary Rangers. Well, I'll tell you what, if I'm Gerard Gallant, I'm pissed off if my team's feeling good after that game because, like you said, Andrew, they didn't deserve to win that game. They got outplayed pretty much for 55 minutes in that game, and if not for Murray's injury and that bullshit call, they don't have a, they don't even sniff a, a win or overtime in that. So they didn't play well at all, and I think that trend continues. I also look at it as maybe winning almost backfires on them, gives them a false sense of confidence. Yeah. And then you're coming home. You know how the first game at home after a long road trip can be? You just mentioned how asinine that trip was. I think it's a very great situational spot for the Calgary Flames right now. And I think people are sleeping on the Flames because they're playing some good hockey right now. I loved what happened against the Capitals the other day when, you know, they blew that lead and they showed a ton of character to get that win in overtime. So give me the Flames in regulation here, boys. And I'm also going to go under. Uh, so the Flames and regulation and Jacob Markstrom having a hell of a game, give me the under as well. 
All right, Calgary in regulation and the under uh, in this one for uh, Jimmy, like in the Calgary side and the uh, under. Uh, Calgary in regulation and under five and a half. And uh, I'm going to throw something else in too, guys. Yeah. Let me get a Lindholm goal, goal prop as well. You can get him about plus yeah, I wouldn't two argue with right that. Now. He's had a great start to the he's year. On, he's on fire right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, that, they need some more of that from Goudreau and Monahan and some of yes. those other guys. They still haven't done anything, but look, they've won in spite of nothing from those two guys, which is par for the course. We've seen nothing from those two guys for going on two and a half years. Uh, so why not continue? He's that a big way? shots on goal guy for me right now, too, Jimmy. Two yeah. and a half, two and yeah. a half, a number for him, and it's he's it's feeling actually, it right. So yeah, it's been a pretty good price too. Like some of these guys, the prices is so it's just it's dumb. Minus one seventy with a shot shots on goal prop. I can't bet that. But Lindholm is like yeah. minus 120. Yeah. And then another thing, too, guys, to look at is that defense, too. Like, you know, like I mentioned Markstrom there, but the defense is playing really well. And that's why I'm liking – I know they went over the other day, but overall they've been playing a tight-knit game. And I almost think they're better without Giordano. I, I, it, to me, it looks like maybe for the past couple of years he was kind of an anchor to them. I, I hate to say it, but their defense looks a lot more mobile. They look a lot more cohesive. So – Watch out for the Flames right now, guys. Yeah, their zone exits have been good. Lots of, you know, the breakouts yeah. of their own zone have been a little bit better. Uh, Giordano was great two years ago, but yeah, last year was not a good year for him. Yeah. Uh, and he felt, you know, it was t- time to part ways. And uh, no, Calgary's had two good games in a row. Now, Detroit, Washington was, by the way, in a very rough situation there. They had a, two big games against Tampa and Colorado. I do kind of think that factored into Calgary's hot start in that game. Washington wasn't ready at the beginning. Yeah. But, you know, doesn't mean that you don't want to take it away full, from them fully the way they've played. We'll see if they can keep it going tonight in the Big Apple. Uh, Arizona, Florida. We'll see if uh, Arizona can keep on sucking because that's what they've been doing this year. Uh, Florida, uh, minus 390 home favorites, six the total in this one. The bet that I love in this game, and I found it at, you know, it's an offshore book um, that I found it, and you may not be able to find this. It's a combo bet. You can bet the team to win and the and the side and the total of the game combo bet kind of like a side and total thing florida and okay. over five and a half at plus 108 i was able to get that at one book Whoa. i love that florida to win and over five and a half goals uh in the game uh is where i found what, what do you call game. it again ian it's a combo bet side and total same side game. side and total okay and uh it's not it's not you know you parlay the money line and the total it's basically it's a combo bet that's actually offered as a combo bet by the book. And that's what this is. Florida and over five and a half plus mm. 108 was the price I got. I like that because I just don't look. This could be the mother of all flat spots for Florida. They're rolling. They're undefeated. They're playing well. They've got lowly cop, uh, Arizona coming in to their building. I get all of that. Speaking of scheduling, too. Enough? Yeah. Is Arizona good enough to do anything about it? I'm just not at all sure at this point. And I think Florida, we saw them put up a big number against Philly uh, on Saturday. You know, they'll get most of those goals, in my opinion, against this bad Arizona team. Suspect goaltender talked about how shaky the defense is all season so far. That's just the best way to go. Don't worry about it. If you can't bet that, I'd say Florida team total uh, over four and a half would be my next best look. But to me, that was the best option by far. Just Florida to win the game. You knock down that minus 400 huge money line price that they are in this game. Florida to win combined with over five and a half goals in the game at a plus price too, plus one Oh eight with that. So I thought that was an extremely terrific value selection uh, for this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Arizona, Florida. 
I mean, this is we've already got to the point now where you know Arizona is the prices are just astronomically high on everything. Like even a team total now we're seeing them lined at four and a half. Uh, sure, you get plus one fifty, but you know to ask like said a team like Florida is as great as their offense is, but the fact that this could be a bit of a flat spot for them to get five goals they, when they really only need maybe two or three to beat this uh, Arizona team because of how bad their offense is. Uh, it's it's just a, a tough spot. So I don't want anything to do with this one. All right, nothing wrong with uh, that. And by the way, the when I say Florida and over five and a half, that's obviously a full game total goals over five and a half. It's not a team total. It's just goals for the entire game over five and a half, just a normal total. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Coyotes, Panthers. This is an in-game type of type of uh, game for me. You know, this is a live wager type of game. You know, try and find something else. Try and get a better number. I can respect what Ian's doing. Um, you know, finding a great price. I think it's a great bet there. You know, p- part of me... I know, and I think Jimmy's inspired me a little bit with some of his uh, great underdogs he's taken recently. Part of me wants to look at the team total over for the Arizona Coyotes, and some might call me crazy, but I feel like also if I like that, then I might as well just take the full game over, you know. But I've just got this gut feeling, guys, that the the Florida Panthers win like a a closer game than some might think, you know. Like a, mm. I, I think it might be like a four three game. I don't know. I just got this feeling. It's a flat spot, and and you know I this is an undefeated Panthers team, and I'm not saying this is going to be the team that slows them down. Spencer Knight versus Carter Hutton, uh, I might need to borrow you know lend him these glasses because I think he might need them like in that movie. <laughs> but uh, I, I I really look at this game and I think that it's a it's a bad spot for Florida. They might start the game off a little bit sleepy. Might even look towards the first period over in this game just because I think both teams could net one. Yeah. Uh, but I have nothing really official. I'm kind of just uh, brainstorming because. I think the I think the Coyotes get involved, but over two and a half team total is plus one fifty. Some people are there's going to be someone out there that's going to try and take them on the money line at the really great price, and they're going to lose five three when you can take the over two and a half team total and still cash a plus one fifty ticket. You know, so that's kind of where my head is. But uh, <laughs> I'll just advise people don't don't go nuts on Florida minus three and a half. You know, this and that. I think yeah, yeah. You know, let's not act like they're going to beat every team by four goals. All right. Yeah, especially if they're not totally focused and locked in and maybe take Arizona for granted, which is definitely uh, a possibility here in this one. The problem is Carter Hutton is starting. He's been worse than Vimelka, the young kid in net for Arizona. And Carter Hutton is second to last goal saved above average in the league this year. So he's just, you know, we know he's got a bad defense in front of him, but he has been bad himself as well. And now you're going up again. That's why the Florida could sleepwalk for first period, first two periods, and still find themselves up three to one or something like that. Yeah. With those kind of bad defensive numbers for not only the team, but Carter Hutton specifically as well. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Arizona, Florida? Well, I mean, normally I would kind of look at this game as a, as a complete trap game uh, with the way things are going for Florida and the way things are going for Arizona. But my one thing that's holding me back from that, where I just think that, I know these lines are heavy and you can't get any value in Florida, but I understand it is because we were just talking about the scheduling that the Rangers had to go through. What the hell are the Arizona Coyotes traveling cross country (laughs) in back-to-back games doing? Like, what is that about? Mm -hmm. I mean, I get it uh, that the Coyotes suck, but I mean, how how much are we going to punish them? They're punished enough in the fact that they (laughs) suck. All right. And and now you're going to throw that at them. So, I mean, I I just see, I think they're going to get blown out, but I just can't, that's how I feel, but I don't want to jump on that on that Florida line, even the puck line. It's just like, I mean, I might be tempted to do like maybe a minus three and a half or something. You get some good value there, but it's 
it's just tough. But yeah, I, I think this is a really bad spot for Arizona guys. I mean, Florida's rolling right now and they got to rest yesterday. It's just a bad scheduling job by the NHL there. And, and guys, you know, I was thinking too, as you were talking about Arizona, their song, I, you know, is werewolves of London. Well, I think they got to change it to a new Warren Zevon too. And that's poor, poor pitiful me. Yeah. That's the new theme song for the Arizona Coyotes because look at <laughs> nobody's pitying them. They're making them go cross country despite the fact that they suck. Unreal. Yeah, exactly. I want to give a Buffalo. shout out uh, yeah. to a player on Arizona, uh, Liam O'Brien. He's a, 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 a good brother, Irish name, brother of a good uh, buddy of mine. Actually, you he's from he's from Halifax. Yeah, every time, yeah. Yeah. Liam O'Brien. I've, I've talked about him a few times. I've told you guys about him. He got in a fight against Matt Martin the other day, and nice. I'll tell you one thing. I bring I bring him up. The reason why I bring him up again, Ian, is because. You know, he was about the only exciting thing about part of that team the other night. You know what I mean? Like that Best fight was the only, yeah, night. was the only fun thing that the Arizona Coyotes did all 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 all, all night long. So uh, it's going to be tough for them. I want to ask you guys, how much are you willing to go with the first period overs? Because I remember a while ago we started seeing some teams the juice got so high, and Alex and I would talk about it. It's minus one forty now. If there's ever going to be a flat spot, and Jimmy mentions the travel spot. This yep. could be it for both teams, really. Yeah, the thing about with Arizona, and I was on the the last game where the you know that uh, Islander game, it was one nothing at the end of the uh, first. Arizona's already in the mode of all right, we can't get our offense rolling. We've got to hold the puck and, and play almost. Like, yeah. They're playing like they have a lead to start the game, basically. <laughs> the way that they're, they're skating around in their back end because they know that every breakout they have, yeah, way too yeah, they, they're, they're susceptible to give up the puck you know, at, at, on the neutral zone. So it's been really kind of dicey with first period off for Arizona. I thought for sure it was going to be, oh, you know, it'd be 2 nothing against whoever they play, you know, right, right off the bat. So uh, even though Florida has that kind of offense, if there was a night to play it, this might be it. Uh, like I said, but it could be if they get a goal first. Like I said, I think the best thing to do probably now that we're talking about it is to wait in game because, like I said, yeah. Andrew, maybe maybe Arizona hops out. This is the first of a six game road trip. Maybe they hop out and get a lead early, and then yeah. now we can get great prices with with everything adjusted. You know, going toward Florida's way, we're not be laying four dollars. Uh, even even for a team total, we can be getting a three and a half potentially. Uh, for the team total in game. So yeah, tonight exactly. would be a fun night for a bet cast. I'm not saying we're doing it, but tonight I think would be a kind of a fun night for some in game wagering across the yeah. board. Yeah, this is this is a better in game card than a than a pre game card. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, a lot, like that's exactly what I'd recommend because even with the full game, and I lean over six for the full game total. Small bet for me there, but I like the Florida and over five and a half combo a lot more. But even with that, you can wait, maybe see if you get a scoreless first few minutes and you get it down to five and a half, and there you go. You got a good in-game value bet there. All right, Toronto and Carolina, we've got even money both sides here, minus 110, six the total in this game. Uh, The Toronto Maple Leafs, three-game losing streak. Things are not going well for them. Some nights the defense is good. They can't score, and then there's other nights where the defense comes unglued, like what happened against Pittsburgh, and it's one of those situations where there's still a little bit of that mental fragility complex for the Leafs, clearly. Uh, based on the struggles the last couple of years in the playoffs. We've seen it from this uh, group. You know, things start to go downhill, and they just uh, it's like a snowball. It just keeps on rolling. We saw that against Pittsburgh. Second period, I mean, a couple, 2-1, 3-1, and then that was it. It was a totally different, non-responsive Leaf team uh, the rest of the way. And now we'll see if they can respond here tonight against uh, Carolina, a team they'll be up against their former goalie, Frederick Anderson, who's been excellent, by the way. Uh, I should point that out. He has been very good this year for the uh, Hurricanes and net number five in the league and goals saved above average. Uh, so he is making highlight real saves, difficult saves. 
on a nightly basis. And, you know, this Toronto team that right now they're having trouble finding the back of the net, they're generating a bunch of chances. They're number one in the league in go expected goals for. They're number 17 in the league in actual goals scored. So there's something wrong here. There's a disconnect. They're generating chances. They should score more goals than they have, but they're simply not. The puck's not going in. And when you're struggling and you're hearing it from the media, you're hearing it from the fan base, you grip the stick. And that's what makes the skews, this two, the two stats. Your expected goals is off the charts. The chances are there, but when you're gripping the stick too tight, you can't finish. You can't put the puck in the net. And I think there's a little bit of that element going with Toronto's game right now. So we'll see if tonight's the night they explode, but we kind of thought maybe San Jose. No, we kind of thought Pittsburgh. No. Uh, so it's difficult, really, you know, to trust this Leaf team. I like the Carolina side here in this game at even money. I'm going to dare the Leafs to show that they can find their top you know, their top players got to step up offensively. All of them, Nylander, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, all of them. You know, and then I'm hearing Mitch Marner after a 7-1 to loss. If you're a Leaf fan, you got to be irate about this guy, especially with the money he's making. I got to hear Mitch Marner say at the beginning, I'm not that concerned uh, about a 7-1 to loss. I'm not that concerned, really. Well, if you're not concerned now, when will you be? Were you concerned after losing another playoff series and spitting the bit last year? Or were you concerned the year before that after you lost a playoff series? Like, when are you going to be concerned, Mitch? When are you going to be concerned for an underachieving hockey team year in and year out and a team that hasn't won a playoff series in 17 years and a team that hasn't won a Stanley Cup in 50 freaking years? Longest drought in NHL history right now. Keep going. Gonna Keep going. Upset? Don't stop. When you. are you going to be concerned? I mean, when's the time to be concerned, Mitch? When is the time? You're going to be on a 30-game losing streak at this rate, and you'll still say I'm not concerned. You keep going on like this. So, uh, yeah, there's issues galore for Toronto. Carolina, uh, I lean to the over just because I've been uh, going with Carolina overs. It's just a hope that Toronto can contribute to the scoring. So Carolina, smaller bet on the over, small, a bigger uh, bet for me on Carolina in this game. Alex, what do you think here, Toronto and Carolina? Yeah, Toronto, like I said, they got to turn things around. And I think it's going to be kind of a, a welcoming thing, even though uh, Frederick Anderson has been playing well as of late. But, you know, going against his old team, I think they really want to kind of, you know, maybe you know, try to th derail him a bit. And, uh, you know, that's something you look at a lot. Sometimes goalies against their old team do play well, but that doesn't mean he's going to, you know, just automatically, you know, have a 45 save shutout. I think there's going to be some offense going back and forth here. So I like the over, but I'd say wait in game. Even though you're only laying a dollar twenty with six, I'd wait to get a five and a half just to be sure because Toronto's offense hasn't been as potent as of late. We know Carolina can score. We can count on, on them to get the goals, but just kind of wondering where Toronto's heads at, even uh, you know after that seven-one blowout loss on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. No question about that. Like I said, we've seen, I said this before in my previous Leaf rant, we've seen all these great advancements in technology. You know, we've gone from black and white television to color television. We've seen the uh, eight track. We've seen tape recorders. We've seen uh, cassette tapes, CD players, DVD players. We've seen the inventions of the internet. We've seen mobile phones and being able to watch stuff on your phone, we've seen all these great technological advancements and through all of them, not one Stanley cup for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, you know, from black and white television was the last also, time. Also, I wasn't born yet. Up. Yeah, exactly. Andrew, go ahead. What do you like here? Leafs and Canes. Yeah, I mean, Ian, you and I, uh, we 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 talked about it. Uh, we talked about it last night. I was messaging you about it. We were discussing this game. I want to try and see if I can figure this out here to share something on the screen. Can you guys see this? I'm trying to figure something out to share. Oh, here. You, you might have to bring it up on your side. I'm not sure. Yeah. So look, this is the against the San Jose Sharks here. This is an this is you know the dangerous scoring expected opportunities for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and those big circles represent you know where they were getting the great opportunities. And so one thing I'm I'm impressed with the Maple Leafs this year 
is that a lot of their expected goals are coming like literally right by the net. And if it was expected goals, you know, right above that home plate, I don't think that I'd really be expecting a, a goal to come tonight and them to, you know, build off that. But that game against San Jose, let's let's take us take away the Pittsburgh blunder for a second. That game against San Jose where they had 4.83 expected goals, that game showed me that they were at least getting the opportunities in the right place. I feel like against Pittsburgh, they would go down, you know, a couple of goals. All of a sudden, they're just hanging their heads and they were just feeling horrible about themselves. I just wanted to bring that up, this expected goal chart, Ian, because I just felt like it was so interesting to show the comparison from both the Sharks and the Leafs. Those huge circles were the biggest chances were for the Maple Leafs. And and they barely buried any, you know, only buried a few of those, but it was supposed to be a, it could have been a big game for them. So I'll just say this. I, I'm not necessarily uh, worried about the Maple Leafs scoring as I am about their, their defense, Justin Hall, uh, Jake Muzzin, some, Morgan Riley, some of these guys in the back end, and then the back checking from their forwards just hasn't been there simply. And Carolina scored at minimum three goals, in every game they've played in this season, I, I like the over six here as well. You know, I, I, I like the play. Um, and one thing I want to mention as well, everyone keeps talking about the uh, Frederick Anderson revenge factor. Look, we've seen it a lot where a team, a goaltender has played his former team and stole the show. But let's not forget, these guys all practiced against him for four or five years. It's not like he just has all the hidden tricks on Ma- Matthews and Marner. Matthews and Marner scored on him and lit him up in practice too. You know, so it's not like it's going to be just a one-way street here. So, uh, and you and I have discussed it as well, where it's three lines, not one, with the Carolina Hurricanes that can score. So I think it's over six. That That's the play in this one. Um, I'm staying off the side in this one. I feel like the bookmakers did a great job pricing this one. Um, they're trying to get everybody on Carolina, uh, and I don't blame them for doing so. And this is definitely an eye test game. I mean, we have to see it before we can believe it with the Maple Leafs. But to me, the best play here is the over six. And I'd argue they have four lines that can score Carolina. Now, they haven't gotten much other than one goal from Martinuk on the fourth line with Stepan uh, so far. Uh, And uh, Stephen Lorenz, uh, grandson of Jim Lorenz, by the way. Uh, But uh, yeah, definitely. They haven't gotten as much from them as I thought. But uh, once there is offense capable from that group, too. So if they ever get the fourth line chipping in, look out. But you're right, Carolina's got lots of forward depth. There's no question. And they can have multiple lines that can be the difference maker night in and night out. Jimmy, what do you like here? Leafs and Canes. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, looking at this, it seems like there's more money coming in on the Leafs right now. Uh, guys, I don't know if you're seeing this, but it, I, I don't I don't like this game at all for the, for the Leafs. Uh, I think Frederick Anderson, I mean, yeah, they know his spots. They know his weaknesses, but he knows their tendencies too. And he's going to be pretty pumped up for this after – you know, the, the beating he took from fans and media in Toronto, he's going to want to just shove this down their throat. He knows this team is reeling right now. They're in a, they're in a spiral and he'd like nothing more than to, you know, continue that spiral uh, and watch the Leafs suffer. So I like, I like the hurricanes. Um, I'm actually going to take the hurricanes on. You can get them right now on the uh, alternative line there, the alternative puck line uh, for plus 280. I'm looking at right now. So give me the Hurricanes minus one and a half for plus 280. And I'm going to go with the under, as I think Anderson shuts the door on them, under six. All right, liking the under and liking Carolina here, uh, minus one and a half, plus 280. 
uh, Jimmy Puck line, you know he's coming out once every show. <laughs> and there it is for the first time today. All right, let's mention DraftKings before we get to our next game. Uh, of course, great sports book partners here with the Hockey Podcast Network, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and now the NHL as well. Uh, new customers, you bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game this weekend. If you do, you win $200 in free bets. Uh, it's that simple. If a sports book uh, is, if DraftKings isn't available in your state, don't worry. You can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older in a valid DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. Uh, Andrew, you wanted to say something. Go ahead. Well, I just, I just wanted to make a quick joke because uh, we can talk about this in a couple of days. But uh, Alex, I got a, a message from a buddy of mine, and him and I both love chirping the Leafs. And he said, uh, uh, "Leafs versus Blackhawks on Wednesday. Is it uh, loser leaves town <laughs> type of game?" I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. That's going to be a, a, a brutal one, especially if the Leafs lose tonight. I mean, there's two teams that everybody's expecting to do something that you know spiraling out of control. So yeah. If the Leafs lose tonight, especially if it's like in like a marginal victory, like Jimmy's hoping, that's going to make that game against the Blackhawks that much crazier, I think. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Oh, you're muted again. Uh, which fan base goes more into manic depression after <laughs> Wednesday night? That's going to be what's on the line, Leafs and right. the uh, Hawks. All right, let's go to Washington, Ottawa. Uh, Washington minus 150, road favorite, six the total, shaded to the over. Uh, the Capitals weren't collectively ha happy with their start at all against Calgary. I actually lean Washington here, first period puck line, minus a half. Uh, that's the bet I actually might go with. I usually like Ottawa as a home dog, but it was a tough way to lose against the Rangers. They're also banged up, too. Shane Pinto now uh, is out for them. Uh, of course, now they're going to be without Matt Murray, so they got to go with Forsberg now in net, and he's one night he's great, one night he's terrible. I don't know what you're going to get from him. I think the best way to go is, look, Washington wasn't happy with the way they played in the first period the other night against Cal or Saturday afternoon against Calgary. I think a better start from what I'm hearing from LaVioletta, Ovechkin, some of the players, that's their focus here. So more than anything here, I would look toward Washington first period. Uh, and I would probably go with instead of the money line, like let's go for a little bit more value than that. Uh, you know, you still you got to lay a price with Washington on the money line, minus 140. Uh, in the first period, I'd go for the minus a half plus 150 uh, instead. First period, a little bit more value here for Washington because I think their focus is having a much better start tonight uh, against Ottawa. Alex, what do you think here? Capital sends. Yeah, that's the best thing to do because I actually would like to be on this first period over, but I'm not going to leave 140 or 145 with that. So I would lean with Washington uh, first period puck line, and then you can also look in game to maybe get uh, a better adjusted price in that first period over. Uh, we've like I said, we've seen those drop pretty quickly. And somebody asked in the chat about you know what's the price range to look for with a live uh, total, usually an over. At five and a half when he drops off a six, I said the strike range should be anywhere between minus a dollar thirty-five to even money. Uh, sometimes you might have to get one forty if you feel a team might be getting ready to score beforehand. 
so you know obviously you're watching and, and seeing for that but uh if you can hit anything 135 or, or or lower that's my normal strike range for a five and a half when you got a six because you, you, you're getting that half price point but also you know you'll see it first open at like minus a dollar 70 and then it'll quickly plummet down within a span of maybe one to two minutes so same thing with the first period overs if it's at a 140 you'll see it go to 125 if there's no goal off the end of the first three minutes yeah, by the way, the last time they lost a game was to Tampa in overtime, Washington. The next game, they played Colorado, very good Colorado team, 2-1 to one after the first period. They played a really good first period that night, so more reason for uh, for me, at least, liking the Capitals early. Uh, Andrew, what do you like here, Washington-Ottawa? Yeah, another game that it's a steep price here, but I'm on the first period over uh, at minus 130 is what I locked in. I think it's, a, it's an action-packed game right from the get-go. Um, like I said, if I'm Ottawa, I'm pissed after what happened last game. You hate to see it. They played, like like Jimmy said, 55 minutes of great hockey, end up losing that contest. It's tough for them, uh, but it's a tough spot for them here, like you said, uh, with Washington coming to town. They've played some really great teams, and now it's clearly a step down in competition against the Sens, albeit they're a great uh, feisty team that can upset teams any given night. I don't think tonight's the night, um, but I think it gets off to a fast start. So I'm willing to lay it here. First period over one and a half. Yeah, it hasn't been the night in four years for the Ottawa Senators to beat the Washington Capitals. Eight straight wins for Washington over Ottawa, cool. dating back to 2017. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Cap sends. Yeah, it's just a it's tough break for the Senators, man, because I, I thought they had played some really solid hockey, and then Matt Murray looked great in the two games he played in, uh, and now he's out again. So that's just a tough break for them. It's got to be kind of a mental uh, crushing experience, too, when you when you think you got your goalie, your starter back, and you got this young team that's clicking uh, I just don't see them in a good spot right now. So I got the, another Jimmy puck line. Give him the Caps puck line on this one. All right. Washington minus one and a half puck line for Jimmy is second of the show. And you can get that at plus 150 uh, with Washington uh, and Ottawa tonight. All right. We ne- move on to Tampa Bay, Buffalo. We got Tampa Bay minus 165 road favorite, six the total in this one. How about some money coming in on the Sabres here? And I think it's a reaction to Brian Elliott's name appearing as the starting goalie tonight for Tampa. But I'll be honest with you. Vasilevsky's not been in uh, any great shakes or consistent one game to the next this year. He's had some rough patches with his play. He's had some brilliant games, but he's also had some really shaky ones in net. And, you know, with Brian Elliott in net, it might just get Tampa Bay to really, you know, bear down and play better defensively. They weren't happy with their game in that end of the ice against Colorado Saturday night. They ended up losing 4-3 uh, to the Avalanche. I think for Tampa Bay, this is this is actually a good, reasonable now. Now that they've bet this down a bit on Buffalo, and look, the the row the bloom is coming off that Sabers rose of that undefeated start to the year. They lose to Boston, uh, and then of course they drop one in overtime against New Jersey. And we act like Brian Elliott is just absolute garbage. He's not. He's a veteran goalie. He's been around the block. It's his first time to be in net. You don't think he's excited? And you don't think the players maybe? Uh, want to have a good game in front of him. I think yeah. this is a winnable spot for Tampa Bay. They've now lost two in a row to Florida and Colorado. Well, you're not playing Florida. You're not playing Colorado tonight. I like Tampa in regulation, minus 115, minus 120. Pretty solid price. Give me the bolts uh, in regulation. Alex, lightning savers. Yeah, you know, I talked about it at the beginning of the year with this Tampa team about, you know, the fatigue factor. And I said that one of the key pieces would be Andre Vasilevsky because the amount of work that this guy has amassed in the last couple of years, 
Uh, you know, he's had you know most starts of, uh, of goalies amongst the last two seasons, especially in the shortened season. Obviously, he's played pretty much the entire time through uh, both Stanley Cup runs as well. So that can wear a goalie down. So getting a Brian Elliott uh, to feel like this was Curtis McElhaney's spot for the last couple of years with, with Tampa Bay. But Brian Elliott, like I said, more than capable of being not just a, a you know, a, a 1A, 1B option, but a good number two option in the spot to fill in. You know, if he could play two, maybe even three games in a row uh, if needed, which might be the case uh, here to give Vasilevsky the rest. And against Buffalo, 17-3-2 with a 1.88 goals against, a 9.37 save percentage, and four shutouts in his career. I'm right there with you. I like Tampa Bay in regulation. All right, Bolts in uh, regulation. And again, this is a good team off two losses facing a team you know that they are capable of handling. It kind of feels like that Boston game Friday night uh, in Buffalo. Off a loss, team you're capable of handling, team you should beat. They did. And now Tampa off the two losses with no no shame in either loss. Colorado, Florida, good hockey team. So I think the Lightning get back in the win column. Andrew, what do you like here? It's a two-teamer for me. Two-team special here. Cash won a few days ago. Uh, Tampa and uh, and, and uh, Florida. So the two uh, Sunshine State teams, minus 115. I got numbers all over the place uh, for Florida. So shop around and try to get the best number, but I'm mixing the two Sunshine State teams and uh, just taking the money line with both of them to get the job done. Uh, like you said, when you when you play a team, uh, when you play some tough competition, then you go down and play the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, that's your game to get right and have some fun and get out there and play shinny and, and, and run the scoreboard up. Um, you know, sometimes you see teams going to Buffalo and they're kind of giving them a, you know, uh, a pass and playing, taking it easy. But we saw what happened with uh, Boston when they went to Buffalo. Boston, they meant business. They got it done with the first period puck line, full game. And I think the same thing happens here today with Tampa. But I'm mixing here. Parlay, two-teamer, the two Florida teams. All right, look at that. Sunshine State Parlay, Florida and Tampa Bay for uh, Andrew McGinnis. By the way, Tampa's won seven straight head-to-head against Buffalo. 21 and 5 in the last 26 meetings against Buffalo, 9 and 2 in the last 11 trips to Buffalo. So, yeah, Tampa Bay's had their way with this uh, Sabres team. Jimmy, what do you like here? Guys, I'm liking the first period over in this, and I'm liking the over total. I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game. I think Buffalo could throw a few in there as well, but I'm feeling like a 6 3 Tampa Bay win tonight. That's, uh, you know, and you, you nailed it, Ian. I mean, I think the shine is wore off on Buffalo there. At least they didn't tease their fans for two months like they did a couple seasons ago <laughs> off of Thanksgiving break. You know, when they were singing, uh, they were going to the cop and uh, Barstool Sports was selling T-shirts with the wagon and everything. And, you know, I tweeted, I said, hold your horses, guys. Like, uh, it's it's not even Thanksgiving yet. And this team is a fraud and everyone's t- pumping up Jeff Skinner. And I, like I said, and I'll stick to it now, one of the worst contracts in the salary cap era. Yep. Uh, hands down. And I said it then. And Mike Grinnell on, uh, you know, spitting chicklets started talking trash to me, actually challenged me to a fight over this argument yeah, that I was really? trying to say that Jeff Skinner was overrated. So how you doing now, Mikey? How's he looking <laughs> these days? Huh? I know. That's if you want Boston me to, Jimmy, I'll clip there. this up too. We can send it to him. Be, uh, getting along Anytime. I don't care. <laughs> Rough but, and uh, rowdy. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, 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 if they want that smoke, we'll we'll, we'll take care I'm, of it. I'm yeah. 45. We can, we can rough and rowdy with uh, a couple joints and a bottle of whiskey and and work it out that way. 
<laughs> yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Good stuff there with uh, Jimmy. But uh, yeah, I mean the Sabers. Yeah, we, they, they teased everybody a couple of years ago. You're right, and they fell apart. And uh, I think we all know. And look, with Casey Middlestad, I'm not. I'm not mentioning that just for the sake of mentioning it. They miss him. He was a very good player for them yeah. second half of the year, and of course he remains out for the Sabers. And you got to rely on a lot of players that you're not really sure what you're going to get offensively now to produce for them. And of course Reinhardt being gone is to Florida too is also. Uh, made a big difference as well. So uh, Jimmy liking goals, though, first period and full game over. Final game on this Monday slate, Los Angeles Kings, St. Louis Blues. St. Louis minus 165, minus 170, home favorites, five and a half the total in this one. Blues, I think, have a there's a the re, real chance in my mind the Blues lose their first game tonight. And I know they've played well, but they just bombed L.A. Saturday night. They're playing the Kings again for a second straight game here in St. Louis. I think this could be one of those games where, hey, we just crushed this team the other night, step onto the ice. Why, why shouldn't it be any different? Whereas L.A. is the team that's putting in the extra overtime at work and effort to maybe bounce back and show a lot better for themselves tonight after that 7-3 to loss to the Blues the other night. So I'm doing it. I'm taking L.A. here uh, at this price. Uh, plus 150, plus 155 with the Kings as an underdog here. More than anything, too, it's also a fade of Billy Huso. Uh, who's going to be in net here for the Blues. He was just not good at all, hardly in any of the starts that he made last year for this uh, Blues team. Jonathan Quick in net for the uh, LA Kings. And like I say, some nights it can be good for him, and other nights, you know, he looks his age at times, and after all the wear and tear on his body, he can struggle. Um, but I think this is one of those spots where LA, I think, maybe takes this game a bit more seriously than St. Louis does. And I think they're very live here in this game. So I'll go with them plus 155 against a suspect goalie and Huso that I don't necessarily trust. I cashed with the over Saturday night with the Kings and the Blues. And I'm also coming right back to that as well. Uh, over five and a half here, minus 120 with the Kings and the Blues. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here? LA, St. Louis. Yeah, two bonehead decisions I made on Saturday was one, betting the the under in uh, Anaheim and Minnesota, and two, not betting the over in uh, LA, St. Louis, because this has been a trend for quite some time with these two teams, uh, going back even last year, of course, when they were division mates and, and in previous seasons. The series had flipped from basically a true under series to all of a sudden over, especially now Jonathan Quick is, you know, nothing like he was in, in previous years. He's going to be starting for L.A. And like I said, who's so uh, shaky at best for St. Louis? So at five and a half, I grabbed it yesterday at minus fifteen, but I still like it uh, up to $1.25. If it goes any higher, to try to adjust for it live. couple injury notes. Drew Doughty missed the last game, lower body injury questionable game time decision tonight to return and obviously we saw how shaky the LA defense was without him and Pavel Buchnevich uh, back from his two-game suspension for that headbutting uh, incident that he was involved in uh, he'll be back on the ice for the uh, Blues their big acquisition in the offseason from the Rangers and one of the reasons why I thought St. Louis would be an improved offensive team getting Pavel Buchnevich uh, during the offseason Andrew what do you like here LA St. Louis yeah, I just don't really like betting the same game that you know just happened a couple of days ago, the same matchup. Some, but as far as the side goes, but keep giving me these five and a halfs. I made the joke a few days ago. I think it was the Saturday show with Ian. You know, give me a five and a half with the Blues, and we'll just keep on milking it. Um, so really small play with me on the over five and a half. You know, I think that uh, old time hockey and old time sports in general. You know, you look at the film, you study it, you watch it, you play a better defensive game the next time out. These days, it's the opposite. You know, you check the film, you find out what you did good defensively, what you can do better. Uh, doesn't matter. You know, those offensive guys are checking the film too. And uh, we're only asking six goals here. And I think LA has a better performance tonight. 
but also when teams play so close, it also stems aggressiveness, you know, rivalry stuff, smack talk and all that good stuff, which leads to penalties. Power play is amazing right now for St. Louis. Uh, the Kings uh, have a horrible PK. And I think if they get on the power play, they'll, they'll get a few themselves. So, uh, you know, no question here for me. Small play here over five and a half. Yeah, over five and a half. The, that's been one of my preseason theories that has worked out to perfection, betting this Blues team over the total. We said there'd be more overs for them. I'm still not convinced they're as good defensively or in goal as they've been in years past, but improved offensively. And it has uh, definitely played out that way uh, for them. No question about that. Finally, a game where Kopitar for the Kings, who I've been betting in terms of uh, goal score prop, was held off the score sheet. I'm going to come, come back to it one more time here tonight with uh, uh, Andre Kopitar, that he can find the uh, back of the net tonight, especially with the LA off the drubbing uh, that they suffered at the hands of the St. Louis Blues. We lost Jimmy for a second, but we'll see if he can get him back and we'll get his thoughts on the Kings and the Blues. In the meantime, we'll get to our best bets right now to wrap up the show uh, as well. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet for Monday? Yeah, we'll just stay with this game. Uh, Blues and Kings over five and a half. Like I said, minus $1.15 to minus $1.20. Uh, and like I said, this is one where if you if you want to get that cheaper price, he wait like literally 45 seconds for the drop because it's already at five and a half. So uh, that's basically, I think, the, maybe the better option. I'm seeing one thirties and some one thirty five to pop up yep. close to game time. So uh, that's the way to go. But I do like this blues and Kings game to go over five and a half. All right, there you go. Kings blues over five and a half minus one twenty five to minus one thirty is what we're looking at right now for that best bet for Alex B. Smith. Yeah, hit the like button. Those of you watching on YouTube, hit that like button. We definitely uh, appreciate that. Uh, for those of you tuning in live on YouTube right there, uh, hit that like button if you can. Uh, Andrew, uh, what do you like for best bet tonight? Yeah, I'm happy to get the uh, best bet win column yesterday with the Bruins. Uh, I'll try and keep it going, going into the prop world today. Austin Matthews, over four and a half shots on goal, plus 100. Uh, pretty generous, uh, you know, nice plus 100 there. And it sounds kind of funny, guys, with a four and a half, when a lot of the times we're seeing two and a halves and three and a halves. But uh, in the games he's played so far, we've seen eight, three, and six. And uh, that, that uh, six came against Pittsburgh. And the eight was the first game against New York, which actually was a pretty low scoring game here. Uh, desperate's the big word here for tonight. I would almost consider this kind of a, a, a hedge situation because I think if I lose my over six in that Leafs game, he's still going to hit this prop. And so I kind of have confidence that it's either I go um, two and zero oh there or one and one, because I think either way um, we see Austin Matthews firing everything he possibly can. He'll be trigger happy. And, you know, I, I think it, it's better for this team if the depth is scoring. But in this situation right now, between him, Marner, and Johnny T, they're not getting going at all. There's lots of pressure on those top two lines. He'll get the he'll get the uh, the guys going here tonight. So over four and a half shots for Austin Matthews. All right, Austin Matthews, over four and a half shots on goal. Best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Uh, internet issues for Jimmy. Uh, he's just letting us know that his internet's conked out on him. So uh, we're seeing if we can get the best bet from him before we uh, wrap up the show, which we're about to do in moments. And uh, we'll see if we can do that. I do usually the outro stuff. So we'll see if we do that. And if we got to Jimmy's best bet by then, we'll mention it. If not, it'll be posted on the uh, patreon.com slash ice guys page uh, with the card as it always is. But uh in the meantime, there you go. Oh, my best bet. Shit, I almost uh, forgot to uh, mention my best bet, which I've done before, so don't, don't want to miss that. Uh, my best bet for this card, I'm going to go with the, um, uh, let's see here. I'm going to go with uh, Carolina here, minus 110 against Toronto. Uh, I like it. I mean, the Hurricanes are undefeated. They're playing good hockey. The Leafs are struggling with confidence. And the one thing we're seeing is 
We don't bet things that we think might happen. You're not winning that way so far in the NHL this season. You bet what you've seen so far. Betting what we think might happen. Do we think Chicago is going to win? We think this could be the night for Chicago. That hasn't been working out well. We think tonight could be the night Toronto finally steps up and wins. But I, I'm not buying it. Carolina's in better form. They've got a motivated Freddie Anderson playing great to start the year against his former team, wanting to beat them. Beat them. They want to beat him too, but... Carolina, the better team. Cheap price, too. Carolina, even money with the way they're playing, the way the Leafs are struggling. Carolina, minus 110 against Toronto uh, for my best bet on this Monday uh, NHL card. Uh, it looks like, Jimmy, uh, we uh, lost. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll post the best bet that for him uh, later on the uh, Patreon page. So okay. uh, we will mention it. Uh, we'll definitely post it on there. But that will wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Reminder. The Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Make sure you download the podcast if you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, Andrew McGinnis, Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. We will start around that time tomorrow for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.